Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome back to Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth, and I am sitting in my closet because I apparently always decide to record the podcast when the lawnmower decides to mow said lawn. Um, yeah, so you didn't need to know that, but I just I wanted I wanted to let you know. But what's more important that I want to let you know is that today we are going to be having a current mood combo with Candace Jalili. Candace is an author and my new favorite dating expert because she's absolutely hilarious. You guys are going to love our current mood combo. And after graduating college, she decided to move to New York and work for Elite Daily, where she currently holds the title of senior sex and dating writer. Her writing can also be regularly found on Cosmopolitan, Tinder, Swipe Left, The Cut, Time, and more. She basically covers every topic you and your friends discuss. And her new book is an expert's guide to letting go of the stress and anxiety of modern dating. I mean, is that not something we all need? I mean, there's social media, there's dating apps, the hookup culture, and just everything. And dating is really hard. So her book is full of helpful tips. And I wanted to have her on to talk about them. And I just so happened to literally have this current mood combo scheduled with her right before I was going on my first date as a newly single woman. And so this was obviously pre-recorded, like before my break and everything. So two things. A, I already have the follow-up story for you guys. So tag me on Instagram at mood with Lauren Elizabeth at Lauren Elizabeth if you want to hear how the date went after Candace and I had our current mood convo because oh it's a doozy ladies and gentlemen and two this was around the time where my memory card stopped working therefore the audio is obviously pandemic quality but lo and behold we still are in a pandemic so please do not rate this podcast anything less than five stars because of pandemic quality audio. That is not kind. That is not nice. And if you're going to rate the podcast, make sure to subscribe, get five stars, and let's jump into the episode. Please ignore my dogs in the background if you can hear them, but I can't hear them over the microphone. Let's jump into best mood and worst mood of the week, starting with my best mood because I think my best mood actually outweighed my worst moods this week, which is fabulous. Okay, my best mood is really weird because it's kind of a mood booster, but I've had to do it every single day because it literally has completely put me in such a good place, and that is go lay out in the sun. I know it's not something we can all do every day, especially if you just don't live somewhere that's sunny right now, but I don't know. There's something about being outside and just like taking that quiet time for myself in the sun 
holy crap, it's been my best mood. I had such a worse mood on Saturday. I felt so horrible, just like so lonely and anxious. And I'm kind of like a big, big loser. And a big chunk of it was because my brother wasn't home and... (laughs) And I was still doing like a little bit of a self quarantine from Mexico and I thought I was going to go insane and literally just going outside into the backyard, being in the fresh air, just getting out of this little bubble and making the bubble a little bit bigger. Wow. Just going outside, not looking at my phone, just listening to music. It was just kind of a culmination of some mood boosters that really translated into a best mood and helped me kind of cope with this little bit of quarantine anxiety just because we're still in a weird place of the pandemic I don't have my vaccine yet and it's just I mean it's the world we live in so getting outside and taking some self-care time for myself made me feel strong and powerful and happy because although all I wanted was like my brother to come home and to like hang out with people I couldn't do that and so knowing that I could actually kind of shift my mood and my mindset on my own was definitely my best mood and all it took was really just like getting outside and getting out of my own head and obviously my worst mood of the week was having that like loneliness and anxiety I think There's always these waves that come in for me, especially when things like die down for a second or they get quiet or they're about to get really loud. Like life is just in that like, you know, that one part of the cycle where I always just get like a bunch of anxiety and just feel very overwhelmed. And so I've had it kind of coming in waves over the past few days. But I think after really feeling it on Saturday and then being able to kind of shift my mindset, like I said, now when the waves are coming, I'm like, it's okay. Just breathe, ground yourself back in the present moment like you're just having anxiety like like don't it's totally fine it's just anxiety coming onto you just breathe you're here focus on the things around you like literally look at the things around you and it's been really helping me just ground myself in the present moment so even if I have to go outside to do that even more at least I had that experience so now when I'm having these little mini worse moods where anxiety comes on to me for even if it's like five seconds to five minutes to 50 minutes whatever it is I can at least breathe and ground myself and kind of shift my thinking back to a positive mindset. Even if it's hard, it definitely has helped those little worse moods get shorter throughout this week. Okay, guys, let's face it. Taking trips to the post office is just probably not how you want to spend your time. That's why I recommend mailing and shipping online with stamps.com. Do you know what you could do with all that extra time and money, you guys? Let me tell you, because I had to use stamps.com today because I had to ship. I don't think she's listening to this podcast, but I had to ship a bunch of stuff for my friend's bachelorette party to her mom's house nearby where we're having the bachelorette party. And I was all like stressed out that I was going to have to waste all this time. And I, I want to just buy clothes for the bachelorette trip and all that stuff. And then I remembered, oh, my God, guess who uses stamps.com? Me. Uh Uh-huh. That's right. And so now I didn't have to go to the post office and I didn't have to spend all this extra money on all the decorations on top of that that we already spent for her bachelorette party. And I get to use those extra funds to go to the dress fund, baby. Don't you wish you were as smart as me? But guess what? You can be because stamps.com allows you to mail and ship anytime, anywhere, right from your computer. You can send letters, ship packages, and pay a lot less with discounted rates from the USPS, UPS, and more. Stamps.com has saved businesses thousands of hours and tons of money with stamps.com you get the services of the post office and ups all in one place plus big discounts on mailing and shipping rates my brother also uses it because he ships his art he sells art and he sells prints and let me tell you 
the business was not booming when he had to go to the post office all the time because he couldn't get it together. Now he actually can ship things efficiently and saves money and time and mental sanity, to be completely honest. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS right to your computer. Stamps.com is a must-have for any business, whether you're a small office sending out invoices, an online seller shipping out orders, or even a giant warehouse sending thousands of packages a day. Stamps.coms can handle it all with ease. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. It's literally that simple. With Stamps.com, you get discounts up to 40% off post office rates and up to 62% off UPS shipping rates. Not to mention, Stamps.com's is a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving you time and money. It's no wonder nearly 1 million small businesses already use Stamps.com, so stop wasting time going to the post office and go to Stamps.com instead. There's no risk. And with my promo code MOOD, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts just go to stamps.com click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in mood that's stamps.com promo code mood stamps.com never go to the post office again let's jump into my mood boosters this week because i have quite a few i had such a mood boosty week because i simply had no choice but to boost it because it was a little low like i said i was getting some waves of anxiety but guess what we, we turned that right around with some mood boosters. So obviously my first mood booster was laying out and getting that vitamin D. I cannot tell you how many days I woke up not like feeling 100%. And then I went and laid outside and like boom, re-energized. Like our, we are like plants, you guys. Like we are like plants and we need sunlight and we need fresh water. So that is what I've been doing for myself. And it has been freaking fabulous. But besides that, I've read two books in the span of a week, which has been such a mood booster because when you find a good book, And it's not like I've been reading a lot of obviously like self-help books and kind of just like more, you know, like books like that, that have been helping me learn things and discover things and think about things. But I really wanted like a quick, easy read. And so I was recommended Every Last Secret. And it was so good. It was one of those classic mood boosters where it's like you're just reading about like some rich like couple and obviously they're involved in a murder but it's like fabulous and it's just so good and so after I finished that I was like okay I'm on a roll like let's not stop so I immediately downloaded it ends with us by Colleen Hoover oh my god I'm about to read it in one sitting I literally just had to take a break to record the podcast because I started it last night I stayed up till like two o'clock in the morning reading it and then I was gonna keep reading it but I knew Um, A, I need to go to bed. And then today I knew that if I started, I would finish it. And I'm kind of in that denial phase where like I don't want it to end. But it is so good. I know it's a ton of people's favorite Colleen Hoover book. And wow, it is a mood booster. Does it make me like slightly sad because like it's getting okay. You know what? I'm not going to ruin it for you. I'm not going to ruin it for you. It is so good. And then my next mood booster has been listening to music. And I even listened to music while it was reading, which I never thought my ADD could handle. But I, I've mastered it. Like, I have mastered being an adult. That's all I'll say. Like, I used to never understand how people could read and listen to music at the same time because, like, ADHD. Um, but nope, nope. She's got it. She's got it. And I've been absolutely loving my girl, Jackie Oshray's Steen playlist. I'm so late to this. If you're a toaster, you know I'm late to this and I duly apologize. But wow, this playlist is fire and flames. 
it is so good it has like all this country music on it and it's just like mellow but like oh it's just such a feel-good playlist I don't know how to describe it and there's so many songs on it and I'm not someone that really saves a lot of my songs to my Spotify which I'm getting better at so just having like this plethora of amazing amazing music thanks to Jackie has been such a mood booster because some of some of the songs I haven't heard in a while and they're so good and like I just feel like I've been listening to Taylor Swift nonstop for the past like month and a half and I needed to do a little pivot so i went to this playlist and I've just I'm loving the sunshine and the country music vibes like it just feels like summer right now and I'm sorry if it doesn't where you live but I'm just telling you there's a mood booster on the horizon for you because it feels so good and then my final mood booster has just been getting back to work and reconnecting with all of you and I know it's cheesy but I'm a big cheesy person what can I say but it's been really nice getting back into a routine or I guess I I guess making a new routine because I haven't really had one since I moved into this house and I don't totally have one yet but at least kind of like I filmed my first video back I edited I've been doing the podcast for you guys and so it feels good to be like kind of slowly getting back into the swing of things and it's not as scary and as I thought it would be and I'm just taking it one step at a time and really enjoying kind of connecting with you guys again and just being back so you guys are (laughs) per usual my final mood booster my final amuse bouge okay you guys I'm so excited about this new sponsor So I just got pieces from Ana Luisa, which you have probably seen me tag on my Instagram story. It's that really, really pretty gold ring that I've been wearing every single day, and I'm obsessed with it. So a few things about Ana Luisa that I find really incredible is that they're actually carbon neutral, and they offset 100% of their carbon emissions, starting with the sourcing of raw materials all the way to the disposal of their pieces, which is absolutely amazing. And they make everything in limited batches, ensuring the highest production standards while eliminating the excessive waste. And the quality, you guys, is insane. I, like I told you, I've been wearing this ring every single day. And they're long-lasting pieces. They're crafted with care from the best noble metals. And they actually offer a 365-day warranty to replace or refund any piece that doesn't meet your expectations. And honestly, the prices are really fair. The jewelry starts at $39, and there's no luxury markup. I'm, I'm literally obsessed with it. It's so good. I have a necklace from them a pair of earrings for them and then that ring that I mentioned to you guys that I wear like literally every day the earrings are really cute they're kind of like this gold coil looking stud that I really liked for summer and then I got kind of this like little necklace that looks like it had like a gold nugget on it almost because it reminds me of nugget so it's really cute their pieces are amazing to obviously just get for yourself especially with summer I love layering all my gold jewelry with bikinis and just like any kind of basic outfit or if you have any gifts you need to give for a loved one coming up and their shipping is excellent and as a bonus for international customers customs taxes are included so you guys should really follow them on Instagram and subscribe to their newsletters because they're always offering perks to engaged customers So I know you're probably sold and you need to go like look at all this gold jewelry. So it's Ana Luisa, A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. And I obviously have a discount code for you guys. All you have to do is go to www.analuisa.com slash mood. So that's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A dot com slash mood. So you can treat yourself and your loved ones with unique gift and get 10% off when you use my code. I highly recommend them. They are a great brand making beautiful, sustainable jewelry. So make sure to go to analuisa.com slash mood. Now let's jump into this week's current mood combo with Candice. 
I was just telling you that I'm so excited to read your book. And I mean, I, I, I need to know how you even just got to like the name because it's called Just Send the Text, an expert's guide to letting go of the stress and anxiety of modern dating. So you came on the podcast at literally the perfect time because I am now single and I have stress and anxiety. And when I was reading through like what your book is about, I was like, oh, okay, okay, uh-huh. I was like, yeah, like <laughs> this is exactly what I need right now. And I'm going to tell you- I was hoping for. I'm going to tell you a secret. <laughs> that all my listeners are going to know now, but we're going to get into how you picked the title and all that stuff. But I do need to tell you a secret. I'm dying. I look, this is the best I've ever looked on a podcast recording because I agreed to go on a coffee date today. Ooh. And I've never gone on a date like ever. I'm almost 27 and I, literally last night was like, I I'm not going like, I can't do it. Like it's not happening. And then all my friends yelled at me and I'm just like waiting for him to cancel. Like, so you're literally my hype girl. Cause you're the person I'm talking to literally right before. So we're going to get into tips for Lauren. I am so excited. I mean, is this not crazy timing or what? This is like the best possible timing. I am so excited. Also, I have to say, as soon as we logged on, I thought to myself, she looks hot. Like you oh my god! You really look great. He is one lucky guy. I mean, listen, like it's nothing special. It's more so I'm just thinking of it as like practice. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I've never been on a date. I need to start dating at some point. And I was like, why would I say no? Like, there's no reason that I need to say no. And it's just it's a distraction. It's practice. Like it's it's fine. It's it's coffee. And what do you have to lose? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about how you came from Elite Daily and how you got to the point of writing a book called Just Send the Text. Let, let me hear it because I, I need to know, before I trust you with giving me advice, I need, to, I need to know the background story, okay? Okay, so do you want professional or personal? I'll twist them together. Um, so I was you, what you're describing right now, a million times over like I had such anxiety with dating and I just felt like I'm the least cool least chill person <laughs> in the world and I just was convinced that the only girl who could ever get the guy was this cool chill girl and in my attempt to be her I was driving myself absolutely insane and yeah I would just go crazy I would actually just like I don't like the term crazy because I mean I, in the book, I call it turning into a Eunice. Like, it's oh, a, yeah, it's a character I've created. I don't know. If, no offense to anyone named Eunice. I have this like terrible fear that I'm going to get canceled by the Eunices. But, I mean, listen, uh, we got to deal with the Karens first. I don't think the Eunices are, are yeah, worried quite yet. That's what You're I good. tell myself to make myself feel better. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I made it up because of, I don't know if you've seen She's the Man, but there's the character who watches boy version of Amanda Bynes sleep and I was like that's who who I think most people kind of have that side to themselves when you catch feelings and you start like getting excited and wanting the other person to like you I mean part of it is natural we all want the other person to like us but you know I can get a little nutty um, <laughs> so I just like would really drive myself crazy with this and I eventually just kind of got sick of being that way so I tried a new approach 
And the original title for the book was actually called um, Date Like He's Obsessed With You. Oh. Where does that confidence go when you know someone is so into you and like you don't care and you're not that into them? Like, why does that disappear the minute we actually like someone? And then it kind of evolved into just send the text, which is like, stop overthinking things. Like the right person will like you for who you are. And I don't even like, the right person may like you, the wrong person won't like you. But the cool thing is you're not stressing yourself out. Mm. And so that's kind of how I thought of it on a personal level. But professionally, I've been writing about dating my entire career. I started at Cosmo, I interned there, and then I went to Lead Daily. I wrote about my own dating life. I've done like a million service pieces, talking to different like psychologists and marriage counselors and things like that. And it's been interesting. And most importantly, I think just talking to people and I realized like, I'm not the only one who freaks out about these things. I mean, now I'm engaged, so it's gotten- Yeah, I I did see that on your Instagram. I was (laughs) like, hold on a second. I was like, she's engaged. So I need to know like, how you even like because you said you've been writing about your dating life for so long so like did you did you have like a serious relationship before like your fiance or were you just dating 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 until you found him so when you said it this is your first like real date I related to it so much because he's my first official boyfriend really I dated a lot but I just it never really panned out for me. <laughs> Wait, but hold on, but hold on. So when you say you dated a lot, like, were you like, like on apps? Like, were I you did go up? on. Yeah, so I I was on apps. We met when I was 23. So I had like two years mm. out of college. I was very much in the apps and like in the New York dating scene, meeting people out and stuff. In college, I was very much like hooking up with guys at like frats and things. <laughs> <laughs> But like, no, a date sounded like, I mean, I remember my senior year, I went on my first date ever and me and a guy that I had like made out with the night before, he asked me on a date and I was like, what? (laughs) Me? My God. And our date was, we had sandwiches in his car and I was like, this is it. Like, this is the height of romance. Like, I'm literally like... It's so funny. My family's in town and they said that whenever they hear me podcasting, I go, I say some form of literally so weird, but it's just like, I relate on such a deep level to that. Cause I'm from like the Midwest and like my version of romance was always like sitting in the car in a parking lot with like, you know, a sandwich and this guy that's on the football team. And you're like, Oh my God, like I'm going to marry my high school sweetheart. And then the high school sweetheart changes. Like, yeah, of course it's yeah. I mean, the New York dating scene seems pretty intimidating. Are you from New York? No, I'm actually from like outside of San Francisco and I went to California. So I'm very much a California girl. But I, yeah, I ended up interning in New York because I got the Cosmo internship and I was like, I can't pass this up. And my best friend got an internship here too. So it was like less scary. Um, So we came here together and it's just like so fun. Yeah. And people say the dating scene here is like a tough dating scene, but Mm. I actually don't really think so. And I'm not just saying that because I ended up finding a serious relationship, but I think people actually ask you out here 
Right. Whereas that never happened in San Francisco. Like I wouldn't, even when I go, like my friends who are from there, nobody asks them on dates. Right. And I feel like when you're out and you could just be like walking the subway and someone will ask you to dinner. <laughs> like it's really. A that does add up though. Forward. That does add up though. Like I feel like I always see people in New York dating, like people, like it seems in t- like maybe I even think of it as intimidating because like people actually do date like it in LA like no one dates. <laughs> yeah, it's like holy shit! Like some guy asked me to coffee and I'm like, what? Like I, I no. But yeah. obviously I said yes clearly, which is why I'm freaking out. Like, well, like maybe cool. maybe this like wasn't a good idea to do this before because or agree to go on a coffee date after because like maybe I'm gonna sound psycho on this interview so just like apologies in advance no this is ideal my book was written for this moment in everybody's lives I know like literally it's like the exact like survival guide that I need right now and it's so funny that you said cool girl because like my whole joke in like I don't know, like my my 20s, I guess, was always like, I'm a cool girl. Like, yeah, like me, like so chill. Like, oh my God, like I'm so cool. Because it's just like, what fucking girl is that cool? Like we're all insane. We're all insane. And it's like, we're all trying to paint this picture. And that's why I really want to write this book because I was like, every dating book that's out there is saying the same thing of like, you need to do X, Y, Z to change yourself to make Mm. someone like, like, this is how you trick someone into getting the guy or whatever this is how you trick your way into finding love and it's like you don't have to do that like it doesn't need to be that hard and stressful and like obviously we're all gonna believe that because it's all we've ever been told but like you can just like be yourself it doesn't need to be that complicated like the right person will be into it the wrong person won't and you will have weeded them out like it's just it's like a take a deep breath did you figure that out from the get-go or like, did you, was there like a turning point for you where you were like, I need to stop pretending? Yeah, I think it was like a few turning points. I do think on the one hand I was lucky. I've talked about this like a few times in the podcast, but I think both my parents, my parents were divorced. They got divorced when I was young. <laughs> you don't hear people saying you're lucky that their parents got divorced that often, but, <laughs> but I mean, a divorced. they're still friends and they were very, happily single people Mm. so I think I was lucky in that I had this like ideal of being the happily ever after doesn't necessarily have to involve having a partner Mm. so I think a lot of people put a lot of pressure on themselves when it's like I'm this age and I still haven't met someone or I like I can't be single forever I can't die alone it's like that didn't necessarily scare me and like I interviewed my mom in the book for this because I was like I can't as a 27 year old engaged person I can't be like you're fine you can be single (laughs) but I had a lot of like single people give their takes and stuff but so I think I was lucky in that I had that perspective but in terms of my own insecurities it really took a while like it took getting rejected like a couple times and being like it's that feeling of regret I don't know if you've ever felt this but like after you get rejected or something doesn't work out and you're like well they didn't even really know me because I was like putting Mm. on a show of you know what's so funny as I was like thinking this thought last night I was like I feel like I'm in such a better place and I feel so good like I wish all these people that I haven't seen in a while like that maybe I put on a different show for like Mm -hmm. could see me now and I could like almost like redo 
it's so bizarre. Exactly. And like, I felt like I had that feeling all the time. Like I just mm. had a regret feeling with every person who I had liked before. And I just was like, why do I keep doing this to myself? Like, why do I like, yes, in a way it sort of makes you feel better. Cause you're like, oh, they didn't really reject me. They rejected like that version of me. That's kind of like a defense. Right. But I think at its part of like who you, you know, like at the core of it is it's, it's sad. Like you don't want to have a missed opportunity or regret or anything like that. So, I mean, not starting with my fiance, but like shortly before I met him, I just kind of like switched it up <laughs> and just was like, I'm going to just be myself and like the right person will be into it. And it was just so much less stressful. It wasn't easier necessarily because my impulse is still to be like, oh, I'll wait like three hours to respond because he didn't yeah. respond or like, I'll pretend like this didn't matter or whatever. But like, it, I kept forcing myself to do it. And I was like, wow, now I can look back and be like, I don't, like there was a guy before my fiance who I was dating. And I look back on him like, you know what? I don't regret it. I don't have that feeling looking back on that. Or like even mm. in my relationship now, it's like, it was so much easier, right? Like it just worked out naturally. Like he liked me, I liked him. There was no like stressful game playing. And if you're into game playing, that's fine. But like, that's not for me. It stresses me out. You, you, it was on your Instagram. It was a quote and it's probably from the book, I assume. You said, um, if you're, playing games that means you're making the other person the prize or something yeah. and like you're the prize I loved yeah. that yeah that's a quote from the book and it's just like I have a whole chapter on it but that it's like in playing the game you make them the prize and I have I hate the pedestal you know when you like someone mm. in this huge pedestal and like you're not good enough and like you're so lucky to be getting their attention and like they're so awesome and it's like all of these games we do every time you're like waiting too long to text them back. Every time you're pretending to like something they like, you're subtly telling yourself, I'm not good enough as I am, mm. you know, and you're putting yourself lower and lower and putting them, them higher and higher and higher. And like, they're this like prize to be won. And you're so lucky if you get them and you're just such a loser if you don't. I just hate that dichotomy. And I think I subscribe to it majorly for a long time and have really just kind of like had a switch and I wanted to write this book so I was like I think everybody deserves to feel like this quick break to talk to you guys about bulldog yoga it's no secret we're all juggling a lot these days jobs families budgets not to mention the emotional baggage of last year we've obviously have to find a little time to take care of ourselves I'm sure you guys have all heard and read about the amazing benefits in yoga, increased strength, better flexibility, improved mental focus, etc. But many of us have tried yoga and honestly never gone back or have been maybe afraid to try it because of how intimidating the experience can be. My cousin recently told me that she's past the age of being um, acceptable to try yoga. And I was like, what in the world are you talking about? It's insane. So enter Bulldog Yoga. Bulldog Yoga Online is about taking the intimidation out of yoga and replacing it with music, smiles, and no judgment. Bulldog Online is about making yoga fun. Yeah, fun. And Bulldog streaming online classes are available on demand anytime, anyplace on your schedule. 
Bulldog online classes are easy to follow and set to great playlists meant to motivate and keep you smiling. When you're done, you'll be sweating, smiling, and having a great few tunes stuck in your head. There are choices for all levels from beginner classes to heart-pumping workouts, and there are tons of class-length options to fit your schedule. They range from 12 to 60-minute classes. Obviously, my first thought when I heard of Bulldog Yoga was like, it's perfect. My two personality traits, Bulldogs and Yoga. But truly, I have been loving getting back into yoga. They make it so easy. I love even doing just like a short flow in the morning to get my blood flowing. And it's really been helping my joints. I really like that feeling of being flexible again. And it's just, it's something that you think is not as hard of a workout just because maybe you're kind of taking it easier. But your body really feels strong and toned from it. And it's just that calming energy I always talk to you guys about that I love in a workout so this has been really amazing for me so try your first 30 days for free at bulldogonline.com that's bulldogonline.com use the code mood for an additional 50% off your first paid month again try your first 30 days for free at bulldogonline.com coupon code mood you guys will love it back to the podcast no a hundred percent and I think too like when you do get rejected but you don't put them on the pedestal because like you're so secure in yourself you like it's like you said like the rejection doesn't hurt as bad and I think rejection is such like a like a human like physical thing you know it's because mm-hmm. like our natural human state is to be like held and taken care of like from babies to like and that's instilled in us And so when you get rejected, you're like, it's almost like someone's like taking your baby blanket away and you're like cold and you're like, where'd you go? Like, it's so much like deeper that I think exactly how it feels. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like it's just so much like rejection is so much deeper than just like, oh, my ego is hurt. It's like, it is a human nature thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, especially as you're more invested in the person, right? Mm. And it can be so hurtful once you've been like with someone for months, sometimes years, or someone in the book who talks about her fiance and like that she thought for sure she'd be spending the rest of her life with him. Like that hurts. Like that, there's no- What happened? He, I don't remember the exact details. It was either he didn't want kids and she did, or she didn't want kids and he did. But like- And they were already engaged? back on it and she's like, yeah, I think whoever it was who didn't want it thought that the other person- would like was more like on the fence than a hard right. and that's devastating it's just so devastating to feel that way and to feel like you saw a future with someone and I say in the book like it's fine to feel sad it's fine to feel be devastated by that and hurt I think it just becomes a problem when you perceive it as something that's personally you like what's mm. wrong with you or you're undeserving for some reason of love because you were rejected. No, I think that's literally the most perfect way to put it. And what everyone needs to hear is just, it's, you have to really like, yes, honor your feelings. You can feel sad, you can feel heartbroken, but you have to kind of like remind yourself while you're feeling those things that like, it's not that you're not good enough. It's not about you. Like, yes, it takes two to tango, but like, at the end of the day, it's not like you become like a shittier, losery mayor of loserville because you got rejected like you know like i mean i feel like the mayor of loserville most days Mm -hmm. it's so funny because when you talk i'm like i'm like i wish i could say oh i don't relate to this at all and i'm like 
this is my life right now. Like you literally wrote this book for me. It's like, like you didn't know because everybody feels like yes. this. And it's exactly. just like, everyone deserves this like pep talk and a reminder that like, you're going to be okay. And like, you don't, I wanted it to be read like a pep talk from your best friend. Yeah. I think the other part of rejection is sometimes you feel like, especially if it's like a hooking up situation or if it wasn't an official relationship, you almost feel like you can't mourn it. So then you're like, I feel so crazy for like being sad about this. That wasn't really anything. It didn't really mean anything. And so I think, like you said, it's honoring your feelings, like honor your feelings, be sad, mourn it like a breakup, do what you need to do, feel your feelings and then move on. But you have to like psychotically almost be reminding yourself, like write it on post-it notes, put it on your mirror, like send yourself a text every morning, have your best friend remind you, call your mom. I don't know, whatever you have to do, but like consistently remind yourself that it is not you. Like you Mm. don't have some fundamental issue, whatever was wrong with you to that person will be right with you for another person. Ooh, I love that. That is a quote. Like literally, I mean, oh my God, it's like you're a writer or something. Okay, so you in the book, it says the book is filled with helpful tips, including, okay? So we're gonna go and you're just gonna tell me a little bit about each because it's exactly, I, I just need you to. It's, it's. it's I'm excited, it's gonna be fun. I okay, don't know so what's the, on there. So oh, you don't? Okay. <laughs> so the first one says, don't be afraid to block someone on social media. Mm-hmm. And I literally just wrote a blog post about muting people. So w- what made you kind of like make that something that was important for you to get the message across? I mean, I also want to hear about your blog post because I feel like we'll be on the same page about this. But <laughs> I really, I just think like, it goes back to the being cool thing. Like a lot of the time you don't want to like unfollow your ex or whatever. And you don't be like, I um, don't want to be like crazy. Like I want to be cool mm. with him or whatever. But it's like, if seeing his posts are making you like upset or if he keeps responding to your stories and it keeps pulling you back in or like you just keep feeling like some sort of toxic energy with them, I don't think you necessarily have to block. I would go blocking if like, if it's the situation I just laid out, like they keep messaging you and like- Oh yeah. them. But mute them. Like, that's such an easy option. And I just think it's like, we can get so caught up on these social media things and it can be so stressful, even when you like someone, right? Like, at the beginning stages of liking someone, you're like, did they see my story? Did they see my story? Oh, who's that random girl on the back of like their Instagram story? Let me go find their like Venmo interactions. Let me do this. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can get so out of hand. And if you feel like for me, I definitely can be, get like that. So I, when I was dating, would, like, just when I entered this new leaf, this, like, new phase of when I was trying to be better, um, I just wouldn't connect with anyone on social media at all until it was, like, more serious. Because it was just, like, I don't want to drive myself crazy with this. I'd rather just get to know you on our own, the two of us terms, and then explore the social media thing. That is serious self-control like serious self like the I think that it's more impressive to not even stalk at the beginning rather than because like muting is tough because I think it's so much easier to torture ourselves and like we're Mm -hmm. so curious but I mean not even going to like stalk someone like all the time while you're trying to get to know them like that's good like that's impressive 
yeah, I mean, like, it wasn't easy. Let me be clear. <laughs> it was like a conscious effort. But it just made, like, it just mentally for me so much better. No, I totally get it. I mean, muting was the best thing I ever did. Like, it feels tough at first, but once you do it, you forget. And it becomes something that, like, doesn't even exist anymore. Mm-hmm. You let them kind of fade into thin air. And I think yeah. It can I'm be kind scary, of, like you said, like, it's like, you almost like don't want to let go of the person. Exactly. It's them. It, literally, exactly. It's, it's tough. Have I been searching a little bit lately? Yeah, sure. But you're still, you know, it, it's you're like, human. <laughs> it, I'm a human. Yeah. yeah. But the, okay, this one is really interesting for me, because you said, or not you, but Amazon <laughs> says embrace dating apps as one of the many ways to meet a potential partner. Mm-hmm. We need, I need you to talk about embracing them. Cause even I have some, like m- one of my best girlfriends, like will go on hinge for like a day and then be like, I'm over it. Like, I don't want to do it anymore. And it's like, not that I'm saying you have to be like addicted to hinge and like, you have to find a partner, but it's more so just like, we live in 2021. Like we're also kind of like stuck at home. So it's like, why wouldn't you just like see what, like, yeah. and just have fun. Right. Which is kind of like what I'm doing, I guess, mm-hmm. even though I'm like super anxious about it, but yeah, like it's, I feel like people should embrace it. And so yeah. I, get, I feel like there's no I, other I way to meet people. You just like, I really just think like, it's literally like statistically the number one way couples are meeting right now. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like six, it was something like 60%. I the stats in the book, but yeah, like there was a Stanford study that said that the number one way to meet people used to be like through a friend like mm. people meet their spouses or long-term partners through a friend and now it's dating apps and it's like you it is the best way to meet someone right now it is literally the most common way to meet someone if you're not feeling it and you're not in the mood to be on them I'm not one to be like you have to be on them like you constantly have to be dating like take a break take time to focus on yourself that's what you need to do but like there's nothing wrong with the apps like they're a great mm. way to meet people especially now when there isn't or there aren't as many opportunities to be meeting people out and about, you know? Yeah. It's like you, you're inside for a year and all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I'm ready to date. Wait, there's like, it's not like I can like go to dinner. Like, you know what I mean? It's like so weird. It's bizarre. I have two friends that met their boyfriends on hinge during the pandemic. And it's just, yeah, two, two friends. And then the other thing that I was going to tell you when you said, when we were talking about driving crazy on social media, my girlfriend is doing the previous number one ways. She's getting set up through a friend yeah. and she has no idea what he looks like. It's blind date, but he knows what she looks like. And he so I was like, hair. I what was is- like, that's what I said. I was like, why did your sister-in-law have to send a picture of you? But like, we didn't get one back. Like what the fuck? She's like, is so not into it. Is her reason? I'm so confused. I- I know. Listen, I try to get to the bottom of things all the time. I literally, for dramatic effect, left my best friend's group chat just to, so it said Lauren has left the chat just to like add like humor and like drama and then immediately texted everyone to like add me back in. Like that was perfect. Like, please add me back into the chat. That is amazing. But yeah, so I was like, we need to find a picture of Bob. And we literally found- And his name is Bob. Well, actually- I mean- no I mean like she that's that's what she's most upset about and I said listen like maybe he goes by Bobby you know like there's but she's like 
she's like, I'm not even saving his phone number because I'm not putting Bob in my phone. And I was like, you're literally a nightmare. We found his address. We found his phone number. Um, but we have not found a picture of his face. So PI. the sister-in-law? Why is she not pulling through with a picture? That, I mean, li- literally, I was just like, this makes no sense. This is so unfair. But I'm, I, we all forced her to go on the date. And I was like, just do it. Like, she's the same yeah. one that doesn't want to be unhinged. So she's doing it, which means I have to go on the coffee date, so on and so forth. So social distance dating. I mean, thank you. And, you know, you said to stop wasting your time trying to give, convince someone you're worthy of theirs. I think this is my biggest issue yeah. because I'm a people pleaser. I'm empathetic. Like, you know what I mean? It's like I immediately will just kind of drop all of myself and cater to this other person. Not always in that, like, I'm a cool girl way, like trying to like, you know what I mean? But mostly just like putting their needs before mine and putting them on that pedestal. And so I do like in all relationships, not just a hundred percent romantic relationships, if not like maybe more in my other relationships than romantically. Like I do that a lot. But um, yeah, it's just kind of, especially in your romantic life, like just accepting kind of exactly what I said. No like charade you need to be putting on. There's no like, if you set boundaries, they'll respect that. Like the, mm. the right person will be happy to be with you, you know? And like the person who is attracted to the version of you, who's bending over backward and who's really trying their hardest to like make them like you, is there really great? Like, why do you want to be with someone who's into mm-hmm. that? You know, like you want to be with someone who's like, oh, that's so cool. Like, I respect that she has boundaries. I respect who she really is. I respect that she was able to like voice whatever was bothering her and you were able to like sit there and work through it. Mm. I used to think that like, I always had to say, I mean, I still, this is something I really struggle with. Like, this is my number one topic in therapy, but um, <laughs> just always being okay. Like being like, it's fine. It's fine. Like if someone else is going through something totally unload on me, like I will be there for you 110%. I will cry with you. Like I will go through it with you. But then when it's my turn to be going through something or it's my turn, or even like, if you're upset with me, like I will apologize. I will totally see where you're coming from. Like I will try to make it right. But if it's me, I'm like, I don't want to like bother them with it. Like, I don't want to make them upset. You literally just described my personality to a motherfucking T. Like I was waiting to see what you were going to say about like when something's wrong with like you. And I was like waiting to see what you were going to say. And then you said it. And I was like, that's it. Like, that's literally exactly my personality. I mean, I know I'm supposed to be talking about my book right now, but I recently read this book called The Five Archetypes. And you should read it if you relate to that. Um, There's like five elements that everybody is and you really should be like in balance of all of them. But if you really relate to me on this, you're probably an earth like me. And I was like, you should have like a balanced number for all of them. I was like almost 100% earth, which is like the one that's like, you're super empathetic. You're really worried about like making sure everyone else is okay and things like that. Um, yeah, you should read it. That was really good. Okay. I need to read that. And you, but you said you're still working on it too. So like, how do, how do you feel like now, especially like, you know, like just send the text. Once you send the text, you start dating. 
how do you kind of like hold yourself accountable to that when it is so natural, even for people with personalities like us and for even just people that like want to be liked and don't want to be rejected? Like, how do you hold yourself accountable? I think it's scary. Like I say it a million times in the book, like just sending the text is not the easy thing to do. Sometimes it is easier to just like swallow it, but you have to force yourself. And like, you have to keep reminding yourself, like, what's the alternative? Like, who am I attracting if I'm not doing this? You know, like who, what kind of person am I trying to be with? And I actually like, there's a story that I say in the afterword of the book, but the way my feet, Beyonce and I became exclusive when we were first hooking up was I had seen he still had Bumble on his phone and normally I would never bring that up like there is no world in which I would say anything about that like I would just like silently cry about it and and wait for the whatever it was to fizzle out um but I was like I can't do it like do that like I'm gonna do it differently because it was like it was a decision I made I was like I can't just repeat doing things the way that I was always doing them so I was like I have to tell him and I remember we went out one night and I was like I'm gonna tell him tonight and not drunk, but just kind of like buzzed and was like, I, like it's, this isn't right. Like I'll tell him sober, stupid excuse. Uh, <laughs> even though I had drank to give me the courage to say it. Of course. <laughs> and then the next morning I finally like, all right, ripping the bandaid, gonna do it. And I'm like, Hey, like, um, can you tell you something? <laughs> He's like, what's up? And I literally threw up. I didn't throw up on him, but I was like, uh, I have to go to the bathroom. And I felt so sick. Shut the fuck up. Margaritas, or if it was that I was so scared. I really, I'm like a thrower upper when I'm anxious. Like I, it immediately, like that's what, how my body reacts to being extremely anxious. So I really think like it was genuinely overwhelming to me. The idea that maybe I matter here and like my feelings might matter. Like it was overwhelming to my body to be able to like to set that boundary for myself. So I threw up and then (laughs) I went, I didn't bring it up that day. Um, Oh my God. I, I remember I finally brought it up like a week after that and I went to Italy with my friends so it was like a girl's trip okay. I didn't see him after that so the time had passed and then when we saw him I saw him again I was like okay like I need to do it I can't like go crazy over this because it was not like it was consuming me like oh, I was yeah. constantly thinking about him on Bumble like I'm in Italy right now he's probably dating like five girls on Bumble <laughs> literally that makes yeah, me like, nauseous that was just on his phone like nothing had happened I had no proof other than this and um when I got back I finally like was probably so awkward and weird about it but brought it up to him and he was just like so not phased like he was like oh yeah I'll I'll delete it right now like I might use that like like he was like yeah because I just still had it on my phone sorry and he was like we're exclusive right like we just like became a clue I was like oh I matter (laughs) allowed to say these things and it'll be fine and so I do think like having someone like him who was so accepting was such a good lesson for me and I think like going forward in my relationship I've been able to be much more vocal because then I like I used to be 
And I think that was such a big lesson for me in that like, you can say those things and the right person will respect what you have to say. Exactly. I think that's like, it's such like, um, it's almost like a story that like girls just need to be reminded of, of like, that is something that it, it's like, it's the whole thing from like the feelings, like proving that feelings aren't facts just because you're feeling exactly. like he's probably dating other people. doesn't mean in reality he is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it shows you that you really can approach someone like that in a calm, maybe cool, calm and collected mm-hmm. or awkward either way and set your boundaries and the right person will actually respect you and not for, and it's almost like when you think about it, you're like, why would you want to settle for the opposite? And why would you want to set your life up and your lifestyle up for living in that dynamic of anxiety and not as much respect? Like it's so from the outside looking in, it's, it's obviously easier to understand. And so that's why I think it's so important for anyone that's listening and single to like, like read this book and like set your boundaries and like go into the situation of dating, like with like holding yourself accountable with those things. And it's hard, like you said, but it's, it's so important in the long run before you accidentally fall in love with that wrong person and then start feeling like you aren't worthy of, you know, it's like the whole thing we just talked about. Limitations are so much bigger. If you ask yourself, why am I not saying it? Like, why am I afraid to say this and then really consider why do you want to be with this person after you've answered that question for yourself because it's like if you're afraid that person is going to shut you down or be mean to you or be angry with you for having a feeling or a thought then why do you want to be with them like that's up to you maybe there's something really redeeming about them but I don't know that's not the kind of relationship I want to be in yeah I mean I don't think anyone that you know, does especially a lot of self work on themselves wants to be that. Mm -hmm. And I think that I love what you said earlier, too, just about, you know, like your mom and like, kind of like knowing that, you know, you didn't have to have a partner to be complete and all that stuff. Because I really, I really think the older you get, the more you notice, like, you have to work on yourself first, Mm -hmm. and then just be yourself for the right person. And obviously, when you're younger, and you're in your 20s, it's, you know, you kind of have to go through that phase. But I think it would be so, you know, incredible for younger girls to kind of figure that out earlier than we did from mm-hmm. people like you and having that kind of access accessibility to read your book and understand like at a younger age, especially yeah. I mean, you said just send the text. It's like, you know, Gen Z's texting up a storm like yeah, they, 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 they relate to the title now, you know, <laughs> Except for my nephew, he told me he's Gen Z, and he was like, "We actually." He's like, "I don't text; I just Snapchat." And I'm like, "You don't text ever?" And he was like, "No, I I don't have anyone's numbers. How would I text them?" And I was like, "What do you mean? You don't have anybody's phone numbers? You how do you even get their Snapchat?" He was like, "Yeah, we just like asked each other for our handles." And I was baffled. I mean, uh, not even having the phone numbers is. Insane. I mean, he might be an anomaly, but he. Oh no, 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 no. Gen Z. I mean, listen. If you're listening, hello, hi, how are you? I I doubt it. Um, my little brother is 16, and my other one is 18, so they're like fully Gen Z, and they'll be walking around, and their FaceTime is on the whole time, and you don't know. Like you'll be having a full-on conversation, and then you'll hear a voice, and they've been on FaceTime the whole time. It's like because they don't hang out in real life; they're just always like 
but I'm like, are you not are they talking to their friend while they're on FaceTime or are they talking to you? Who are they talking to? Like, it's like, they're talking to their friends. They walk into the kitchen. They, they're just still hanging out on FaceTime. They'll have a conversation with us. I'm like, why are you still on the phone? Like, I'm like, oh, hey, how are you? Like, thanks for eavesdropping on my convo. Like, <laughs> it's so bizarre. Like, wow, it's, it's crazy. But seriously, I think if there's one thing you would have to say that you think someone is going to get out of your book overall to kind of really just tie this up in a beautiful bow, because I feel like there's so many probably great nuggets in there and like so many little like quotes and tips and just like things we need to hear as like young women navigating relationships. But what do you think is kind of that like biggest takeaway that made you really feel like this book is complete and like, this is my message. I think it's just like, it sounds so cheesy, but I really think the heart of it is you are good enough you are worthy exactly as you are that's it really like it's just I get so many messages from girls and like not just like random girls but like my friends and things being like I'm this like laying out every detail of like the screenshots and the evidence and all these things like does he like me what did I do what did I do it was some there's a girl in the book who reached out to me who told me she recorded an entire first date to see like if she was doing something wrong just to try to figure oh out my God. And honestly it was like I get it I've been there like I know how that feels to be like what is up with this like what is going on like why this is not working out and to get to that point but it's it's just like to accept that you don't need to be so hard on yourself another person's estimation of your of you has nothing to do with who you actually are like you get to decide that and you get to decide your value I mean literally just like can we just like blow that up on a quote and like put it like on our ceilings or something so when we like lay in bed at night like Jesus Christ <laughs> like it's like something so simple and I always say whenever something is cheesy it's because it's essential and it's yeah. you know what I mean it's like sometimes the cheesy things are just unfortunately true they yeah. sound cheesy but they're like so important and no, I love it. And I, I seriously can't wait to dive into your book and just get all those like little nuggets and reminders. Cause I think it's absolutely perfect for where I'm at in my life. So selfishly, you know, I wanted to have you on and talk to you about myself. So sorry, <laughs> listeners, but your girl's going through a lot. Okay. No, this could not have been a better day for us to do this. I'm so excited to have been here. Well, you know, I'll, I'll follow up with you um, <laughs> on what happens next. Now that my secret's out, who knows? Will I even go? Will I cancel last minute? Will he cancel? Like, either way, it doesn't matter, right? It's just... Just it's, keep me posted. That's the only thing that matters. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on Mood of and course. just chatting about dating and self-worth and all the most important things, obviously. Well, not as much the dating, the self-worth, obviously. Um, <laughs> But where can everyone follow along and get your amazing book? Um, you can follow me at just Candice Jalili, C-A-N-D-I-C-E-J-A-L-I-L-I, everywhere. Mostly Instagram. I don't really do anything anywhere else. Um, and the book, Just Send the Text, it's everywhere, wherever you buy books. Amazon, bookshop, Barnes and Noble. It is everywhere, obviously. It's everywhere, baby. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so, so, so much. And I will talk to you very soon. Yes. Oh my God. I'm so excited for you.
Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Mood. Make sure to go follow us on Instagram at Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. Follow me on Instagram at Lauren Elizabeth. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.